Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Paul, you want to do a our own version of PTI? Paul thinks incrinculently. That sounds we'll call good. It PTI. Paul, that sounds good. Paul thinks incrinculently. Pittsburgh Technical Institute. Yeah, that'll work too. Sean, don't call me. Seth Myers has a number of questions. We each get, what, 30 seconds? Is that what we're doing here, Sean? Yeah, I think that's a fair amount of time. He'll have us on a time clock. You go first on the first one. I go first on the second one. And then uh, our friend Sean judges us on who won each round, okay? Like a boxing match. Okay. <laughs> so I'm okay. first or second? You're first in the first round. Okay. And then I'm first in the second round. Okay, and you—you. You I don't hear know the how clock. this is going to work. I'm—I'm I'm a little bit scared here. Yeah, it's okay. We'll find out. It's all about trying new things, right? All right. I do have a buzzer, by the way. If anyone goes over, I will utilize that buzzer on you. Oh yeah. Well, as soon as the thirty seconds is up, you press the buzzer, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. So let's start with Major ready, Paul? League. Ready, Paul? Are you ready? Yeah, he's—he's yep. he's locked in. I'm right. ready. Major League Baseball. One of the Boris clients uh, came off the board recently. Cody Bellinger resigning, but. Several of his players and several other notable players are still unsigned as we near the very end of the month of February. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, we know the names. Is there anything that you think Major League Baseball needs to do differently so that some of the best players are still waiting to sign in February or even into March? What would you do to change things? If I was Major League Baseball, I would have a free agency signing period, much like they do in other sports, and it would basically be – you cannot sign free agents after February 1st. So you have from the end of the season till February 1st to sign free agents. And that way, you can't have this thing where they just leave these guys lingering. Then I would have a period as after the season began for injuries if you want to sign a free agent. But this would be this would make teams I guess I'm, I can't I can't talk anymore. Can he finish his thought? I can no. say this would, Go ahead and finish all it. All I'm saying is this would force teams to sign these guys and, and stop playing the games that they play. All right. You want to start me on that one? I don't understand the question. What would you do to change Major League Baseball having so many free agents still unsigned in f- at the end of February all right, start or even the into clock. March? Start the clock. The problem here is is Scott Boris. It's all his guys, mostly, is it not? And I don't like him, and he doesn't like me. And I got in a shouting match with him once <laughs> over something I wrote about Mark Appel, that, that, the, 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 the pick the Pirates made all those years ago, and it got real ugly, and he threatened to call my sports editor, and I said, go ahead, here's the number, 
412-320-7800, something like that. Uh, it's, it's his guys. If they don't want to sign, then don't sign. They don't need to do anything about this. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. You want to go find a good deal with a good team? I'm sure guys like Cody Bellinger, they were out there. Then go sign. You don't, then don't. Sit home. Don't sign. Okay, so now I pick the winner? Yeah. Okay, I pick Paul Zeiss. <laughs> the reason is, while it is a lot of Boris guys, this is a, more of an epidemic than just him. If he were to quit tomorrow, I think this still is an issue. So, Yeah, to your point, I, I, I always use the example of Neil Walker, his last two or three years, right? He had to wait until late in training camp and take peanuts because people said, well, he's a veteran guy, right? Veteran guys want to play. We're going to wait till he's desperate. Then we're going to get him for nothing. That's the well, that's the the game. That's the business. I don't I don't like that. Next thing, fifteen seconds. Let's cut this to fifteen. <laughs> and as soon as the buzzer goes, you have to stop in the middle of your word. Okay. Okay. No add-ons. Everyone's favorite time of year in the NFL. It is the start of the combine. I want to know what is one thing you would keep from the combine if you were to scrap it all together. What is the only thing that you would keep around that has some value or use to NFL teams? Rich Eisen running the 40-yard dash. Other than that, the whole thing stinks. You read about these stupid tests that they give these guys. Then, then, then what, what does a vertical leap have to do with anything? I see defensive linemen, and they're measuring their vertical jump and how they're running the 40. And <laughs> What was the question again? <laughs> I, was, I got stuck on Rich Eisen running something or something. What was the question again? If the NFL Combine were scrapped and there was only one aspect of it that was kept around for value to NFL teams or to the players in it, what would you keep? I would definitely keep the 40-yard dash. I mean, you got to find out if guys are fast enough to run. It, the whole point of the Combine is to figure out if guys measure up. You know, lifting weights and all that other crap doesn't translate to the field. But running the 40, even though it's a straight-line 40, at least you get an idea who's fast Who's not fast? Who looks fast? Right? Who can run? So I would say the 40. That was very well-timed. I'll say that much. All right, Sean, here's how the game will work, too. You just render your verdict with a brief explanation, and then we move on. I am going with Joe. I do think there's some value to it, but he gave a good answer because everyone enjoyed Rich Eisen. And the fact that he hates it all together, I think that's a sentiment that many people would echo. If you're fast, you'll see it on tape or some form. You don't need to necessarily have someone there with a stopwatch. All right, we go to round three, tied at one apiece. Paul goes first. Okay, last night the NBA officials admitted that they made a mistake at the very end of the Pistons-Knicks game that ultimately cost the Pistons a game. They've lost enough games as it is. Two-part. One, do you like the refs admitting that? Two, should anything be done, either punishment to them or some sort of continuation to the game itself? I think refs should admit mistakes, and when they do, if you've got too many of them, you should get demoted or you should get suspended or you should not be allowed to do certain games. There's nothing you can do to change the outcome of the game because who's to say they didn't miss a, miss a call in the second quarter or the first quarter? So to me, that's ridiculous. But refs should be held accountable, and they should have to answer after games. I was watching – am I on? You were on. 
I was watching this game live. They spend half their time in the NBA calling these crap fouls all the times where guys flop, where you're protecting stars, where there's a screen 80 feet from the hoop, and they're all worried about that, if it's moving or not. This guy gets tackled at the end of the game, and they don't call it, and then they say they made a mistake. Yeah, there's something you can do about it. Go back and replay the final 10 seconds of the game. The I like the passion that Joe had there, but I think uh, Paul had it well covered, and I agree. It's too tough to say one call means we have to continue the game or something of that nature because then you can nitpick every single call throughout the entire game. So Paul wins that round. It's 2-1, Paul. Is this a best of five? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, game four, back on my home court. I better win, and I go first. Do you like this game so far, Paul? Yeah, it's fun. We're doing good. I think this is good. Yep. 15 seconds. We don't question Sean. He's the imperial judge. Do you, I, I like it. I like it, too. It's the Pittsburgh Technological Institute. That's what we're calling this, well, PTI. Or PTI, right? Paul's thoughts, Paul thinks incrinculently. Yes. I, I, I like that. Go ahead. Perfect. So this is near and dear to my heart. Last night, and I don't know if you heard the morning show, Adam Crowley played the clip. There was a college basketball team that won its first game of the season. The announcers spent two minutes straight screaming incoherently in celebration. There was a minor court storming. Do you like... <laughs> announcers who go nuts, who scream, who let out their homerism, or do you prefer guys to call it down the middle, let it breathe, do less? Is it better or worse to have someone like that screaming in an excited situation? Like, Is this me or him? Me. That was – we have to start over. He did, That was psychological warfare. He can Paul, clinch the series. Paul, you can Come on. Yeah. He tried to sabotage me. Ready? First of all, I like Homer announcers. Rick Jenneret growing up in Buffalo. I don't need on a hockey broadcast to know the puck goes to the left, then to the right, now the center. Just give me, get excited when something happens. Secondly, at the end of a game, however, you have to let it breathe. Tony Romo didn't do that in the Super Bowl. Shut the hell up and let's hear the crowd and experience the moment. I don't need your analysis of the final play of the game. Just shut up. Oh, boy. We have a restart here on the clock. Bear with me. <sighs> That's fine. Rick Jenneret was awesome in Buffalo. I, I'm watching the game on TV. I don't need to know every hockey player that, that touched. I'm, I just saw it. Yeah, went from yeah. the right defenseman to the left defenseman. Nobody cares, well, is, A, is, and I just is, saw is it, it different B. If it's ra- is this radio or TV? Because it's different. Uh, well, that, that I don't know, but I'm going to start the clock now. You can cover both bases. If it's TV, I agree, shut the hell up. If it's radio, I think that you should probably uh, give a little bit of the color because that's what you're doing. You're painting the picture of what's going on. That being said, a guy screaming and yelling like a nut, I don't need that because, A, you didn't play. You're not a part of it. We don't need to hear you make it about you. He is really good at timing these out, isn't he? Very good. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. You know what? I'm going to go with Paul just because he timed it so perfectly. <laughs> you prevent a game five then. All right. You want to do a bonus that. one anyway? Want to do a bonus yeah, one, Paul? Because we we're kind I, of practicing anyway I today. won the series, though, just Can so we, you know. This is I a know. bonus. Two games to one. Or three, three to, to one. one. Yeah. What the hell was that? This Other is, than blowing is, out my <laughs> eardrums. <laughs> This is what happens when we mess around with the clock ticking the whole time. Okay. I think this can work, Paul. Yes. I think every day we, we should do one. this. Let's do we'll it. Pass now, am I off. first or is he first? You go first. You go first. Uh, right. yeah. Okay, this so is, last pretend night. Pretend this was game. I can't believe you ruined it. It's um, going to have been a five-game series. But the drama would have built to this. That's true. All right, Joe won that one. No, he didn't. No, no, no. That's not how we do it. This is, no, no, no. I won. I won. This is a bonus This is a round. bonus and a practice round for okay. us. Okay. I had the, the pleasure to do a high school basketball game last night. Semifinals, girls action. Norwin defeated Char Valley. They're in the championship. 
I love high school basketball. I love girls basketball at a high level. Give me your favorite team or player for high school basketball girls that you've ever seen. And I know, Paul, this is certainly something you are very familiar with. Mm. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't say North Allegheny when my daughter played for the team. That would probably be tough for me to not. So, North Allegheny, the first team that ever won a Whippeal title in basketball, in boys or girls, my daughter was the only senior on that team and was, you know, one of the two stars. So, that team. And by the way, do you know who interviewed her after that game? You. You got it. Absolutely. So, there you have it. See, now you two are in cahoots over all this. <laughs> well, you're going to have to a really him. good answer then. All right. I covered girls basketball for years. I too love girls basketball. Love watching uh, women's college basketball. Margot Barr from Deer Lakes was a hell of a ball player. Was there a three point? Line? Yeah, there was a three point line back then. But I think people didn't shoot it as much. If they if they shot it as much, she would have been unbelievable. Same with Corey Lady, as Dan Durkin told us yesterday. If she had a three point line, woo! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You like that, Paul? Yeah. I'm going to give it to Joe just because he seemed a little perturbed that the last one wasn't Paul. <laughs> but both good answers. I appreciated yes. that. I mean, now I feel, know, I feel patronized. But, but again, that's the thing. I, I, I've seen some of the... I mean, did you ever see Swin Cash play? I didn't cover Swin Cash. The only Tenisa time I ever. Wright? If I had to, if I had see, to I was it... out of the high school game. By if then. I had to give a second one, it'd probably be the Tanisha Wright West Mifflin team. Where her where, when she see you're some... actually involved with uh, coaching uh, a lot uh, of Tenisa these girls. Tanisha Wright, I, I, I laughed. So that I... was an unfair question. Now that, that I think of it, you were right in his Wait, wheelhouse. Here, here you, you go. You still got it, Tanisha Wright. Patronize. So I covered, I covered girls basketball, right? I go out to, I don't know, uh, what's that play, Mount Aloysius or wherever it is to cover a state playoff game, and it's Indian Valley, right, which is from out on the other side of State College. They play against uh, North Catholic. They beat North Catholic. So their next game is going to be against West Mifflin and Tanisha Wright. So I hear all these fans, and they're telling the girls, and they're talking about how, oh, well, there, there's not a one-man team's going to beat us. I said, okay, I can't wait to cover this game. The next, and you can read, you can pull up the story I wrote. So the next game they play West Mifflin. Yeah, they're chanting overrated. Tanisha Wright in the first quarter does not have a point. Her team's up twenty though because she's got like twelve assists. Who are they playing? Indian Valley. Yeah. 
So in the second, you know, they're they're chanting, even though their team's down 15 or 20 or whatever it is, they're still chanting overrated. She can't score, blah, 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 blah. I think in the second quarter, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, she scored like 24 points in the second quarter. Just to basically stick it to them. That was probably the pretty much the end for that little town and their basketball team. <laughs> Do you remember Corey Hlady yes, from Duquesne? Absolutely. Absolutely. She was great. Yeah, I played pickup against her. She could she could really go. She's one of the best college players we've had around here. The I... best the best college player. Well, here's the thing. If you go back to Lori Johnson and Jennifer Bruce, you know, those those kind of players, let's say, you know, I don't know, 2000 and on. Yeah. Okay. Cuz it was a different era back when those guys played. The best college player we had around here was Shavante Zellis from mm. from Pitt. Mm. She was ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. Did she go on to the WNBA? Oh, yeah. She had a very good career in the WNBA. Great player. Really. Do, do you agree with this? Listen to this. We've been mentioning this for a week now. I think this year, maybe last year, but definitely this year, is the first time in college basketball history where if you and I walked down the street and saw a bunch of casual sports fans, went to a sports bar downtown, said – Name me the best player or two in women's college basketball and men's that this is the first time in history that most people will be able to name the women's players and not the men's. Yeah. You agree? Well, certainly the one women's player and probably two. Probably two. Probably two. Angel uh, Reese and Caitlin uh, Caitlin Clark. Yeah. And that's a product of the best players in men's basketball. I mean, I got it. I got into this with you know Mike. Mike, I love Mike DeCourcy, right? But he's such a defender of the game. He was trying to run at me with Zach Eady. I said, "Well, he's seven foot tall, so I guess if he was walking down the street, yeah, people would say he's somebody. But how many people would actually know who he is? Not many casual fans. Nobody would be, would, I mean, would he, be able to say his name, he, let alone who he was. He's going to be the two time Player of the Year, right? But like the best of the best of the best players all leave after a year. I know. I think it's as much a statement on the women's game, though, as, as it yeah, is the men's. It's come along. It's come a long, long way. It really is. I mean, I mean we, were at, we were watching the Super Bowl at my house, and the women in my family wanted to, and so did I, the Caitlin Clark game to right. see if she broke the record. That's never happened the, before. The, where I draw the line with Caitlin Clark is all of these people who just started watching women's basketball last year that want to try and tell me or argue with me that she's the best player ever. She's not. She's, She's not. not. But but she might be the player who drew the most people into the woman's game. Maybe. But Maybe. she's not the best player ever. No, she, fact, I, I agree fact, with you. In I fact, the other you. night, I, I, I was wondering if Josh, Josh Roundtree was drinking on air. He's, he was trying to say she might be the best college player, men's or women's, ever. Which is just Well, then we get lunacy. into this conversation. First of all, yeah, it's a dumb conversation. Separate men and women. They're playing two different games. Two different games. And I got an eye-opener on that. You said you played against two? I, I mean, Milady. I played pickup against a number. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. I, I I did a story on Edna Campbell back in the mid '90s. Mm-hmm. Played at Alderdice. Great player. Played for Texas. Played for national teams. And I was, you know, a, a sixth man on a high school team. Our games were even because of the strength factor. Right. I know that's changed, but still, you you get these questions like, could. The UConn women beat a great high school team. And I said, okay, let's go back to Shenley when they had Dewan Blair. I mean, <laughs> what are, it's, no, it's not, a, it's not a, an insult to the women's game. It's just a fact. Right. 
And I learned that firsthand. Listen, when and I'm like, this is one of the best women's players in the country, and we're having games that are going 25-23. What, what does that mean? For me, as I actually played her, it meant the strength factor, and I'm not even strong, really. Right. Well, as I say to people, if Will Chamberlain played in a women's game, he would score 200 points if he wanted to, if there were enough possessions. Because no one would stop him. So let's stop talking because it's two different games. It's two Caitlin different Clark games. Caitlin Clark is six foot. She's considered a tall guard. And, and you're right. Guess what? In the men's game, she's a short guard. You're six foot tall. You're, most guards are six four, six five. So I laugh, Joe. Here's here here is something that that you'll you'll appreciate. So I was working at the Vineland Daily Journal in New Jersey. What? Yeah. I, I interviewed there. Yeah, I, I it was, was almost my first job. Yeah, it was my first job. Violent Daily Journal. You might have got my job. What May, year? Maybe. So I don't even know. No, because you were already at the Trib. You were already at the Trib. I know, but I was at the Valley back then. Oh, okay. What year was this? It was this? probably like 93, 94, somewhere around then. You know, whatever. So You literally... <laughs> may have gotten the job that I went there and interviewed yes. for in Vineland, New Jersey. So but go ahead. They had a team, right? St. Augustine, which was one of these basketball powerhouses in New Jersey, which was basically just, you know, their two best players. One was from England, one was from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they played in the Parochial B State Championship. And they played against St. Patrick's, which is in, uh, uh, what is that, Newark right there? It's right. Maybe it's Elizabeth, one of those towns right up there. But St. Patrick's is a perennial top five in the country type program. You must have spent a lot of time in Atlantic City. Of course. Violent. I did. But go ahead. So anyway, I got from there right after the right after those championships, I got the job at the NBA. So I, you know, worked the end of the NBA season there, and then I started with the WNBA. So I was at the WNBA finals. And I got this big argument with people. Uh, they were talking about that exact thing, women. I said, you know the high school team that I covered in the parochial B championship would beat this Houston Comets team by whatever number they wanted to. Oh, they're screaming and yelling, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here we go. Their top player was the parade uh, USA Today player of the year. His name is Al Harrington. Did you ever hear him? Mm-hmm. Went straight from the uh, high school to the NBA. He was six foot nine. There was five guys bigger than him on this team, St. Patrick's. They had a kid coming off the bench who was a seven-footer. His name was Samuel Dallenbear. He ended up playing a bunch of years in the NBA as well. Their point guard was six foot five, which I believe is bigger than Tina Thompson. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, I started, they're like, well, well we, I mean, yeah. I, they would put Al Harrington on the block, and he would score every time against the 6'3", six, 6'4", six, centers that they got uh, on the Comets here, 6'5", centers. Right. I don't know why people want to even bring that up. Because, Just let, let right. what we can enjoy girls' it's, high school and women's college and the WNBA it's, and a it's, different it's, it's, it's its own entity exactly. just it's, enjoy it's, it's great bat and I, by the way yeah. a lot of nights I like it better than the it's, men's listen, game listen I love obviously I love it I mean I covered it I cover it I covered it I coach girls I obviously am very big proponent of it it drives me nuts though when people try like this thing where Caitlin Clark's gonna uh, gonna pass pistol Pete Maravich they didn't play the same sport so what are we talking about here 
Like, how can, why can't, but it's like this need to try and, we've got to like try and compare it and push it in so, so we can make it like mainstream, like, you know, so, so men will accept it. No, be your own entity. You don't need to do, just like, what's her name, Tara Vanderveer. Oh, well, she's past Mike or Coach K or whatever on wins. They're not coaching the same sport. It's one of my biggest pet peeves, Joe. You, you, you unearthed one of my biggest pet peeves is let the women's game be the women's game and the men's game be the men's game and stop trying to compare. Stop with all these stupid, well, she has the most points, men or women. No, she didn't play, men, she didn't play women, uh, men's basketball. <laughs> I get she it. She didn't play men's basketball. I get the point now. You know what I'm saying? You've and, driven it home. Good. Do you remember when we had a one-on-one in oh, Utah? Yeah, yeah. That, that was a bad day for me. Because you were hungover. <laughs> I was so <laughs> And I thought, I'm going to play this dude who played college <laughs> basketball. I could be injured in this. But he came out like like chief and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He was just walking back to the three-point line. Dying. But you played college basketball and college soccer? Yeah. Uh-huh. You he played soccer college goalie. soccer? Yeah. Point what? Park. I was Point Park. I played. I, I had half scholarship for both. Half. How did I not know this till now? Yeah, I was a goalie. I was a goalie for four years, and I was uh, – uh, I played uh, for Bob Reger, the legendary oh, Bob Reger. I, know, I knew you played. Wait, he wasn't the soccer coach, too. No, no, he was the AD, though. You know, so. Were you good at soccer goalie? I was 10 times better at soccer than I was at basketball. Yeah. But it is what it is. I, I liked basketball more, and that's why, even though I coached soccer for about 15, 18 years. Um, you coached soccer? Yeah. I coached. Something new every minute yeah, here coached, with Paul. I coached. Uh, you know, I was an assistant a couple of different high Did schools. Did you know so I was a naked goalie in water polo? <laughs> no, in, I didn't in know high that. School. Yeah, they made us naked swim in high school. I've heard the naked swimming story. Yeah, and I was the goalie, but I couldn't swim. Well, that's why I was the goalie, because I, <laughs> because I couldn't swim. I thought you had to be the best swimmer in order to be the goalie in water polo. No, you can hang on the side of the pool. Well, by cheating. But you didn't want to see me make a flying save, I can tell you that. Yeah. I was actually pretty. Actually, pretty good. What are you making a save with there? I was, <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> and then my other story related to that, I completely forgot. Soccer, goalie, something, basketball, Point Park. My wife went to Point Park. What was I going to say? Um. Anyway, I won that day in Utah because you were deathly hungover. Almost to the point where I, I felt like you needed to be airlifted away from the place. Was that one of the nights you didn't sleep? Yeah, I was... Yeah, I, I, when we were out there, I spent every night at Casino Arizona. Yeah, that was incredible. Do you I, have any recollection that we were on the basketball court? Yeah, I do. I remember not feeling very good. And yeah, like, I, I'm surprised I didn't throw up, like on your shoes. What a what a brunch they had. Yeah, it was called the Buttes. We called it the Butts, out in Arizona. Oh my God, what a what a, what a resort! <laughs> they put us up in a resort like that. Do you remember that? It was Remember the, the brunch? It was the Camelback. The Camelback, exactly. Where, yeah, the brunch yes. was unbelievable. It was like, it was like uh, the Buttes at Camelback. It yeah. was like twenty some dollars, but I, we were we were on expenses. And we went all the way there just to watch Pitt get crushed <laughs> by Urban Meyer. He he, of course, he had left already. My remember? favorite part of the whole, yeah, my favorite part of the. No, he was still there. I think. No, they, they no, he was he was gone. They brought in Whittingham. Urban, oh, okay. Urban Liar left for Urban, Florida. I thought Urban was still co- Walt coached the game, right. even though he was gone right, too. Right, right. I, I, I remember. I thought I remembered Urban coaching the game. No, 
because I did remember he? I think he did because I remember uh, what, what, remember he he was talking maybe he did yeah I think he did because remember... he got paranoid on the sidelines because right. that guy remember because I know he coached the game because Yogi Roth Yogi Roth I was, was standing right next to him Yogi Roth was taking notes and he had one of his underlings come and steal his notebook Urban and, Liar did and, he and, sent a guy was, over to and, go after Yogi Roth and he basically said you cannot take notes of this and that was it they shut down their practice the rest of the week yes the best part about it is I was at Casino Arizona the one night and three of the guys sitting at the table with me were Utah players <laughs> and they're they were like I was like I thought I thought you guys were like really religious guys he's like well now that's BYU I started that's BYU <laughs> Anyway. I remember talking to Alex Smith that week. Seemed like a very nice young man. Yeah, he was a good open. dude. I'll tell you who was a total jag off. And I knew other it was than Urban be, Meyer, Urban Meyer was the biggest one. But the other one was the offensive coordinator who went to become the Florida coach at some point. He's on TV now. Was it Dan Mullen? Yeah, you what talked a to him. clown that guy was! <laughs> what an absolute jag off. That's why I rooted every time he got a job. I rooted against it. He was at Mississippi State. I didn't care who they were playing. I was every week rooting against Mississippi State. We have to go for a minute. Um, social media's biggest loser, Mulsey, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today. Fan text line, very important because text in the city coming up. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Hotline brought to you by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years, and of course, Fan Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Zeiss here for the whole week, so whatever we missed or didn't talk about, we will tomorrow. But coming up, text in the city right after you do a nice little read, Paul. It's happening again. You'll get used to the clock by the end of the week or to the fact that there Small's is no ice, clock. guys, dealing with ED is miserable. You know it, and she knows it, too. New Flow Men's Health is the area's leader treating erectile dysfunction with long-term positive results. Don't be taken advantage of by clinics peddling testosterone pills or other crap. No pills, no injections, no games. Take control. Get your confidence back by contacting New Flow Men's Health. 412-784-9000. or visit us at newflowmenshealth.com. That is N-U-F-L-O menshealth.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.